Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch. Brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Thursday, March 24th, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, what's next for Katanji Brown-Jackson. Number two, the latest from Punta Verde Beach, Florida. And number three, CMR on chips. All right, Jake, let's get into it. Obviously, this week, all the headlines in Washington have been dominated by the hearings for Ketanji Brown-Jackson's Supreme Court nomination getting fiery, particularly yesterday with Republicans pushing her on several issues uh, and Democrats being frustrated. Not surprising that there are some fireworks here, but, uh, you know, her her nomination moves on now. She's going to be back on Capitol Hill. Uh, It's going to be an interesting couple of weeks, though, as you see Republicans trying to find any kind of way to stop or delay this nomination. Yeah, well, first of all, we're back on the early morning grind, which is nice. (laughs) We're back on the East Coast from a quick trip to California, and we are coming to you live from um, Jacksonville Beach, Florida, Anna. Um, That is true. Where the House Republicans are gathering in Ponte Vedra Beach. A quick, hopefully, quick Uber ride away from, and I don't know if you saw this, but I think there's like a tornado warning for here, so... um, um, what could web- go wrong? What could go? <laughs> what could go wrong is right. Um, okay, so let's talk about KBJ for a quick couple minutes. Um, obviously, let's start with this. Our baseline is that KBJ is going to be confirmed. It's just gonna. That's what's going to happen. Uh, I, I can't imagine a situation in which she's not confirmed. Much of the talk yesterday in the in the hearing the Senate Judiciary Committee hearing from Republicans was about KBJ's uh what they view as KBJ's soft on crime approach um so a few interesting things happened yesterday number one uh Ted Cruz Josh Hawley Tom Cotton all talked about her handling of child pornography cases um and in, in their view, in several instances, she gave sentences below the um, recommended sentencing guidelines uh, for these cases. Now, Democrats have defended her in many of these cases. The 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 it's not cut and dry. We're not talking. This is not a a, a, a clean kind of attack, I would say. Um, but uh, uh, Cruz and Cotton all talked about what they considered to be uh, a soft on crime approach that that is um they don't have the power to stop her but they have the power and they they are making this quite ugly for her um and and frankly some of their attacks were quite ugly i i i uh, we were traveling yesterday but i i stayed up last night and watched a bunch of the the clips whether they were from tom cotton or um ted cruz and and uh, it's quite tough stuff um now, it got heated between uh, Chairman Senate Judiciary Chairman Dick Durbin of Illinois and Ted Cruz uh, of Texas. So, um, but listen, here's what's going to happen: the, they're going. The uh, Durbin is going to try to line up a vote um, for for uh, next Monday to consider the the, the reporting KBJ out of committee. Republicans under the rules can delay this for a week until April fourth. Um, that is a, um, 
it, that's fine. They're able to do that. There's no reason for them not to do that, according and to that's them. And the that's the expectation. Yeah, that's, that's the expectation. I mean, that this yep. vote will take place before the April recess. That was always Chuck Schumer's goal and Dick Durbin's goal, that they wanted this to take place before they head out of town. Uh, April 8th, April 11th, that week is they're out of town. Um, and that would put a floor vote that week of April 8th. I mean, it could be as early as April 6th. It could be any time. Um, but... Ted Cruz wrote a letter yesterday. We we wrote about this, I think, in, in our PM edition yesterday on, on Wednesday, um, basically asking them to delay the hearing until they got these sentencing reports. So these are reports about um, uh, KBJ's sentencing of some of these these uh, uh, convicted child pornographers. The committee is not going to is not supportive of that. They're not supportive of any delay. Uh, uh, Durbin just wants to wants to grind this out and grind this through. And that was the expectation from the beginning. Right. So, you know, again, today is also going to be a, he- a day where you're going to hear a lot of, um, you know, kind of testimony from both people supportive of her nomination, as well as, as some of the members um, that the Senate Judiciary Committee Republicans have um, put uh, put forward that are going to be testifying. Uh, she's also going to be meeting with, uh, you know, senators. She did one-on-one meetings with every single senator of the Judiciary Committee before she testified. Expect KBGA to be back meeting one-on-one with senators, you know, looking to see if there's any opportunity to pick up Republicans. And I would just note, these members, when you when you look at Senators Cruz, Holly, and um, Cotton, none of them are going to be voting for KBJ. So no, but I is- would also want to I want to mention one other one other thing. The one thing that that senators that Republicans can do if this is kind of like a break glass. I don't think this will happen. Is boycotting the committee vote now under the Judiciary Committee rules? They need a Republican there to report out her nomination. I, they're not going to it does not seem at this point um, uh, sitting here on March 24th on Thursday that Republicans are going to boycott her nomination. There's going to be at least one Republican to show up. I mean, we, we've heard even from, if they do that, the Schumer can still move forward. But, the, but it would be a to your point, it would be a break class moment of really breaking with tradition. There, of, there's of, actually, uh, you know, it's not entirely clear that Schumer could move forward if he doesn't have if they boycott the hearing. We saw this with with um, uh, Sarah Bloom Raskin in the in the Senate uh, Banking Committee. But it, it's almost a moot point, Anna, because I, I mean, it seems Chuck Grassley says I'm paid to do my job and I'm going to go to the hearing. I'm, I'm, I'm going to vote against her, theoretically, um, but I'm not going to sit back and not go to the hearing unless there's some big move from um, from the leadership, which I just don't see at this point. I, I think this is going to be reported out, obviously, with a lot of Republicans not not voting for her in committee. It doesn't seem like the, I mean, it could be, but we don't it wouldn't be surprising if it was a partisan committee vote. All right, let's move on to the number two story of the morning inside the House GOP political briefing in Puente Verde Beach. Uh, House Republicans are gathering at the Sawgrass Marriott here for their annual retreat, kicking off late Wednesday with a political briefing by NRCC Chair Tom Emmer of Minnesota and Dan Constant, the president of the Congressional Leadership Fund. Uh, which are basically the two organizations that power House Republicans in the midterms and what they hope will be a return to the majority as they spend 
you know, combined hundreds of millions of dollars in pursuit of this. Um, you know, the Republicans speaking pretty confidently uh, yesterday about their options, about where they see the messaging uh, right now going into, uh, you know, feeling definitely, you know, appears the wind at their back, right, going into the midterms. Yeah, they just need five seats, as we keep telling people. And um, uh, uh, in a midterm election, the president, the opposite um, party from the president is almost always wins. Uh, Constant talked about one of the interesting one of the interesting things he talked about is the very small playing field. Um, the there are just 30 really competitive seats in the in in the country, which is a, a marked shift from where it used to, where they used to be back in, you know, even before these maps were created, there were 48 swing seats. Now there's just 30. Uh, interestingly enough, um, again, Republicans don't have to win 30 to win the majority. So they're lucky in that sense. They also, they just start off with a huge advantage. Um, Con, uh, also talked about some of our reporting about CLF having just a massive cash advantage going into the midterm elections. Um, uh, $110 million on hand between CLF and its sister organization, the American Action Network, House Majority Pack, and its sister organization has $55 million. Um, and that's obviously a huge, a huge difference. Um, Tom Emmer also spoke. He said... Uh, he warned Republicans can't take their foot off the gas despite the current their current strong political standing. A frequent refrain, I would say, for the GOP um, as they try to avoid becoming overconfident, um, which is obviously a big, big problem for Republicans. They have not won the majority yet, so they have to keep they have to keep on pushing. All right. And one other thing that uh, we thought certainly worth pointing out, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy hosting a D.C. fundraiser next week for none other than Harriet Hageman, the Republican challenging representative Liz Cheney. Um, this is really interesting to me. Not so much. Obviously, you know, we've kind of chronicled on this podcast and the Daily Punch and certainly in Punchable News uh, in the newsletters, the kind of growing strong distaste between Kevin McCarthy and Liz Cheney. But what's different here is, Jake, he has been privately pressing members of his conference to co-host the event. So far, more than 100 Republicans have signed up uh, for this fundraiser that is being held at the D.C. home of Jeff Miller, a lobbyist with close ties to McCarthy. Yeah, that's right. And also people like Mick Mulvaney, the former House uh, House Republican and White House Chief of Staff, Christy Nome, former House Republican and governor of South Dakota. So McCarthy is really trying to build uh, a wave of Republicans against Cheney. I mean, his distaste for Cheney, his dislike of Cheney, has never been more obvi- obvious or evident to people who have been watching the House of Representatives. Um, and uh, in addition, I might, might as well uh, note this as well, uh, we are going to sit down with McCarthy today uh, uh, in a fireside chat at the retreat. So um, we will ask him about this and other topics. Um, and if you're at the retreat, please join us. Um, it's on the schedule for the retreat. And we are going to try to bring this to life in some way. <laughs> um, uh, I, we'll talk about it on the podcast for sure. We'll write about it in our PM edition. You, could, you should subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news to become a premium subscriber so you get our PM edition. Um, but... Uh, we'll talk to him about a whole range of topics uh, this evening. Let's get to the number three story of the morning quickly. We have some news. 
Uh, Kathy McMorris Rogers, the Republican from Washington State, is making demands on chips. Obviously, one of the top legislative priorities for Congress during the next few months is figuring out uh, how to come together on the Bipartisan Innovation Act as which has previously had a, a handful of different names. Um, you know, right now the leaders are trying to figure out the guidelines for a bicameral conference committee that will be charged with negotiating that final package. But interestingly enough, uh, McMorris Rogers uh, penned a letter with Sam Graves and Bruce Westerman asking the leadership to include language to make it easier to produce American-made energy. That's right. I mean, this is a little bit outside the scope of the of the the chips bill to say to, to be fair um but it just shows kind of the republican position going into this we should we should we as a country republicans are saying should um focus on lowering barriers to creating american energy um they're again this is a bipartisan bill unlikely that this is going to happen but it shows the kind of demands and the political pressure internally in the house of representatives all right. With that, thanks so much for listening. Leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.